Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal folks, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I've invited some very special guests to the show today. First up will be Steve Whalen from Paws LA, a wonderful organization that helps pet owners who are seriously ill and senior citizens with their pets. And after our halftime break, Yar Shalev from the DoggyMinder.com has a pretty great product to share the details of. So stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show, and we'll be right back here on Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me in the studio now to update us on the latest news from Paws LA is Steve Wayland. Welcome back to the Pet Place, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a while since we've spoken to you, and I know there's been a lot going on. There has. In fact, we uh, just last year celebrated our 20th anniversary. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. We were founded in uh, 1989, and um, we had a big gala with Lily Tomlin and uh, Catherine Houston, who co-star in Desperate Housewives, so that was a really fun, fun wow. event. You know, we should remind some of our listeners who may not have heard your first uh, guest appearance on the show what Paws LA is. We are a nonprofit agency that assists people living with life-threatening disabilities and low-income seniors in Los Angeles County. And we provide pet food, vet care, in-home services. We have about 300 volunteers that assist our clients with dog walking, transportation to vet and vet, um, grooming appointments and anything really the person needs to, to keep their animals in their life when they may be having a difficulty doing it by themselves. Oh, that's amazing. Do you have some special stories, some some stories that have really affected you and, and you just say, wow, this is, this is so cool, I'm so glad I do this? Well, you know, one of the things that we have um, sort of added as a part of the service is housing services because we were um, hearing from a lot of people that were being threatened with eviction because of their animal. And happily, federal and state laws protect people with disabilities who have an animal that provides some assistance to them for their disability, including emotional support. So there's really quite a bit of uh, solid law protecting people who have an animal that uh, provides service, even in a no-pets building. So we have um, been able to intervene in a lot of situations where people were being threatened with eviction, especially in the housing market the way it has been. Um, It's just unconscionable that anyone would ever have to choose between their animal and housing, and happily they don't. Um, and we work with a couple of legal agencies that also um, provide assistance. But I think that, you know, my mother uh, just passed away last year, and she's mm-hmm. lived, she lived in the house that I was born and raised in. Uh-huh. So for 55 years she's been living in that, in that house, and so I have some sense of housing stability. And I think it really touches me personally when I see people who are threatened and, and who don't have housing stability. I don't think anyone should have to no. be facing any kind of instability and not you know, able to live in a comfortable, safe environment. So I think that motivates me a lot, and, and <laughs> it, it, it satisfies me a great deal when I'm able to help people. I mean, a lot of times people, not just tenants, but landlords don't know what the laws are. And well, I suspect probably that landlords 
poo-poo the idea of saying, yeah, emotional support, right. It's not a service dog. You've it's apparently not. talked to some of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's, poo-pooing is exactly what they do. And, uh, you know, if it's not a, if you're not blind and it's not a dog with a, a, with a harness, it's not a service animal. It's not a support animal, and that's what the landlords try to to say. And in fact, the law has a much broader definition. And but landlords don't understand that, and they don't want to understand that. And um, but you know they're they're law-abiding people, and so when their um, laws explained to them, they they usually come around. It's it's um, you know the the tenant has the right to have the animal. They, it, the animal shouldn't be bringing conflict and tension into their life. So we really try to work it out in a very amicable way with okay. the landlord and, and encourage um, our ten, our clients to be responsible pet guardians, you know, always on a leash in the common areas, cleaning up after them, not allowing their dog to bark excessively. Mm-hmm. And when we explain to the landlords that we promote those issues, it usually puts them at ease and they understand that, um, you know, they're going to be able to accommodate the, the client and their, um, the tenant and their animal. In That's a, in a just good wonderful. Yeah. Yes, and and I know that the, these hard economic times have been affecting some of your donations too. How, how's everything going on that front? Uh, well, we always need a support. You know, as I said, we have about almost 300 volunteers, and they provide tremendous um, support to our agents. You know, the, the services we provide, we've calculated our volunteers probably provide one to one and a half full-time staff uh, hours. And, and so it's only with our volunteers that we can do the food deliveries and the transportation and the dog walking, and plus a lot of um, tasks within the office that, that volunteers provide. So we always need volunteers. Okay. Um, and food, we always need pet food, uh, you know, canned dog and cat food Where should especially. people go to volunteer to donate food? Well, I'll tell you, they could go to our new website. We've just updated it, and it's www.com. PawsLA.org. That's P-A-W-S-L-A dot O-R-G. Okay. Uh, we have a pet of the week feature, so if you'd like to uh, show off your pet, you know, by all means, uh, submit some pictures of your, <laughs> of your animals on our website. Uh-huh. But the, the website explains what the volunteer opportunities and what um, the, you know our sort of our current needs for for um, donations is. We always need money. You know, our we just moved to a new office downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time we move, it's because we need more space, and it's always more expensive. So our, you know, costs of of doing business, you know, continue to grow, and and um, so we. So it's are, a good thing that you're growing, but it's more challenging yeah, at the exactly, same time. Exactly, exactly. Now, if somebody wanted to volunteer, do they have to take some sort of training or get special insurance? How does that all work? We have a um, a volunteer coordinator, and we do a, a very simple um, orientation. We have a video that we show of the, the services we provide, and there's a you know, two-page application, that, which you can download online, by the way. Um, but we do like to meet the volunteer, and so they get to come to the office and see the facility, and, and we can one-on-one talk with them. So it's really not any kind of organized um, orientation. It's really one-on-one when people have okay. the time to come. Um, but, again, we certainly welcome volunteers. And do you prefer somebody who has a little experience in handling animals? 
Um, well, for certainly for the for the tasks that involve you know direct contact with animals, the dog walking, uh, any of the in-home services that our volunteers provide. But if people have spare time and they love animals, but they don't have a lot of comfort level working directly with animals, we have a lot of things that they can do in the office. You know, we have our pet food bank right there in the office, okay. and it is um, manned by volunteers. So people come to the office to get the pet yes. food. Yes. So we we have uh, clients are eligible to pick up food once a month okay. from our office from our pet food bank and um, so we always need people to help support that and to distribute the food. We have a pet food bank in West Hollywood. We, When we started, we started in West Hollywood and we we're very committed to that community and then we moved to Hollywood and we were still close enough. Now we're downtown. We feel like we you know, are, are getting further away from that population. So we do have a mobile pet food bank okay. that operates out of Plummer Park twice a month. Okay. And so we need volunteers for that. Um, so, so you need drivers then to deliver pet food to some of the more seriously ill yes, clients. Yes, exactly. Okay. Right. Do you ever notice, I, I used to notice this uh, back in my animal control days, that, that senior citizens, uh, especially senior citizen ladies, tend to have little dogs that hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and yet they need help with walking and doing some of the basic things around the house. How do you deal with some of the more difficult personality canines? <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, I guess it's case by case, but there certainly are those situations. Um, it's really working with the owner to, you know, to. I think when they show a comfort level with the volunteer and they sort of allow the animal to see them together, that that helps. Okay. Sometimes it's just a matter of if the person is simply too sick and they can't do it, the dog just has to be taken out on the leash and, you know, whether it's sometimes they're not very excited about it at first, but, you know, they need (laughs) to get out. They need the exercise. So, you know, we just try to work it as as amicably as possible. If you know somebody who needs help, but they're maybe not in a position to call and make the arrangements themselves, maybe you have a neighbor, an elderly neighbor or um, an ill friend, uh, how can you coordinate hooking them up with you? They should, if you know of someone who needs our services and may not be able to um, to contact us, we will uh, take a third-party uh, enrollment. You know, if you call and we'll take the information about the neighbor okay. and we'll go and send a volunteer or a staff member out to uh, to meet the person and to sort of do a, a site visit. Um, but that should never be a barrier to somebody getting the services okay. if they're eligible. I mean, you know, we we do have specific eligibility requirements. You have to be low income, um, live in Los Angeles County, um, be living with a life-threatening condition, or be over 65 years old. Okay. And of course, the animals have to be spayed and neutered. Oh. And um, we nice. certainly um, <laughs> we we provide that service if the animal isn't spare neutered. Oh, I didn't but, know that. But if they are unwilling, unfortunately some people are unwilling to get their animals spare neutered, <sighs> then we aren't able to help them. It's just not moral to, to, to do that. So right. That tell, tell me a little bit about your spay and neuter program. Well, it's really just, um, we just refer to the other, other uh, the existing agencies. We, okay, um, the, so you have a network established. Yes, exactly. We, we work with about... Um, 13 vets throughout Los Angeles County, and then we also work with like two or three specific spay-neuter clinics or or, um, agencies that we refer our clients to. Okay. So we, you know, again, that's just something that's always been a part of the agency's requirements since we started 20 years ago, that the animals had to be spay-neutered. Doing the work that you do, I suspect possibly the social services agency, um, any organization that's out in the community helping the same group of people that you help might come across 
somebody who, who needs assistance. Do you, do you have a relationship with county agencies? We do, and, and um, city agencies and, um, and other nonprofits. Um, Project Angel Food has really been kind of a partner with us. They started as an aid service agency as well, and they deliver home um, home cooked meals to to homebound people. Okay. So they would often report to us that one of their clients had an animal. So they'd notice. Yes. And yeah. so the word is out that you yeah. exist. Yes, exactly. That's so yeah. wonderful. I'm really glad to hear it. How long have you been doing this, and how did you get involved to begin with? Well, I. Um, I started in um, 1990 as a volunteer, and then I started working part-time in 91, and then in 92 started full-time. So I've been, you know, with the agency almost from the beginning. Okay. And the, you know, the 80s was a really difficult time. AIDS had hit, and nobody quite knew what it was, and there mm-hmm. was a lot of, of conflict and confusion in the world. And I heard about this woman, Nadia Sutton, who was helping people with AIDS keep their pets, and I thought, that's something that I can relate to. I, I'd grown up with animals. And um, I'd wanted to get involved somehow in the AIDS community, and that was like the perfect way to do it. And um, so that time we were kind of almost a quasi-adoption agency because, unfortunately, people were dying very regularly with AIDS. And happily, over the years, treatments have gotten so much better, and now people are living much, Uh much longer. Our our average age of our of our clients now is over 50 okay and, um which is thrilling it yeah. really is because uh, when i started people were dying before they were 30 wow. so it's been a real change and and it uh has been really gratifying to be able to continue the services that we have to a, a larger population and to focus more on maintenance and care ongoing as opposed to sort of end care and trying to find homes for animals when they'd lost their their parents are you still doing adoptions in the we we you know we cases? had to really say we're not an adoption agency because if we didn't we would be overwhelmed that wouldn't we wouldn't have energies or resources to do anything else so but do we, you help your clients uh work out what they're going to do with their yes, pet and help them do, do uh, some pre planning part of the part of the intake for our clients is um requiring them to list who might be able to take their animal and to really think about what would happen and who because I think a lot of people think oh you know, Pazile will take care of my animal, or, you know, mm-hmm. the animal shelters will take care of my animals. And, you know, it, it, we, we try to educate them that that's not really a good yeah. plan. Pretty much uh, all agencies are overwhelmed as yes. it is. Yeah, it's really true. It's really wow. True. Well, you're doing so much, and I really want our listeners to, to get your website one more time. So let's put your website out there, and if we've missed anything, just jump on in and, and let us know. <laughs> All right. The website is www.pawsla.org, and um, there's a lot of really interesting features that we've added. We have a lot of links to other agencies. You know, a lot of times we get calls from people needing financial assistance for vet services, and they may not be eligible for our services, but we never like to just turn people away. So we refer them to other agencies that might be able to help them. Well, we now have a really extensive links page on our website that lists dozens of agencies that might be able to provide financial wow. assistance to people who have, you know, emergency vet care and such like that. So we're we're really pleased with the website and the the ability to share more resources and information with people. It's very very discouraging to not be able to help everyone who needs it, and yeah. uh, unfortunately we have to have some. Some rigid or some restrictions on who we help, 
but at least we do try to give people uh, you know, other resources that might be available. It seems like you really are making a difference, though, and I want to congratulate you on your 20 years out there. Thank wow. you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm so happy you were able to come back to the show today. Thank I'm you. I'm thrilled. I really appreciate you inviting me. Well, we need to take our mid-show break now, but keep your radio tuned to Retro 1260 for more of the Pet Place Radio Show. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'd like to welcome Yair Shalev from DoggyMinder.com. Hello, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you very much. Well, I've been getting some really interesting information from a buddy of yours who's been sending me out these photographs and and documents about this very cool little device that you've got going. Yes, yes, we're very excited about it. It's it's called Doggy Minder? Correct, Doggy Minder, yes. What is this? Basically, uh, it's a little device, you know, where we're, I'm a very big dog person and my business partner is a dog person as well. And based on necessity, um, something that's been happening to me a lot for the last couple of years, uh, we, we kind of divided, the, created this device. And um, it's, it's basically a little device that helps you keep your dog's schedule um, handy for you. Uh, basically, I would come home, uh, look at my dog. I wonder if my wife uh, basically fed the dog, for example. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the dog. He's, he's not answering back. You know, I still haven't taught he, him how to he's speak. He's saying, feed me. I haven't eaten in days. <laughs> exactly. And then I look at his belly, and it's getting a little bigger. So, well, am I feeding him twice a day a little too much? So that's how this kind of came along. That was one of the ideas. Basically, I needed to know what was going on with the dog's schedule. Okay. And so, you know, in, in that sense, that's how we created the Doggy Minder. But it has many features. But the, the feeding was one of the first reasons why we created this. Well, that would come in really handy in my family because I have um, adult children and then my husband and then uh, uh, some younger children, and they all think that they need to feed the animals because the animals are clearly saying we're hungry. Correct, yes. <laughs> and I get home and they, they get larger and larger and larger. It's like, wait. <laughs> and with those puppy eyes, there's no way you can say no. No, you can't. And and. They seem to be telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's yes. That was one of the one of the that one, one of the reasons why we we started this. Okay. So so what is it? Is it something that that hangs on the collar? How does basically, this work? Basically, yeah. Basically, it's a it's a little device with a digital screen on it, and it's it's actually about the size of a dog tag. So we we also you know developed it in a very small size, so it hangs from the collar. Okay. And. Um, there's three buttons under the screen. Basically, the first button is the fire hydrant, which we all know it as uh, taking the dog out you know, okay. to the bathroom, we'll say. The second button is a bone, which we all know as food. And the third button is RX, which we all know as medicine. Okay. So um, in the screen, which actually, you know, it's got a fourth feature, which is great. It actually works as a dog tag as well. So it'll say the dog's name and your phone number. So it also has that feature, which out there, there's a lot of dog tags that are digital, but that's all they do. So okay. we've incorporated that into the device with actually a backlight behind it, so at night it works oh, as well. Oh, that's nice. So in um, the, the screen it'll say the dog's name, for example, and right now the time that we're in right now, the, the day and the time. And if I take out my dog for a walk, when I come back, I'll just press the button, hold it for three seconds, and it'll basically blink three times, and that will activate basically that time that I walked them. And, and that's where that ends in a way. And my wife comes home a couple of hours later, and she's not sure if I fed him or not. She presses the button one time, and it says the time that I pressed it before. Okay. Basically telling her what time I fed the dog or what time I walked the dog, 
or for example for me and um, we're down here in south florida uh, heartworm is, is very big and flea medications are very big because of the weather so every time I, I put it on once a month i always forget you know and i mm-hmm. can't always write it down or so on like that so now with this device i know when was the last time i gave him his medication oh okay so, so even though it's a, a monthly item you can still put that in the uh, rx Correct. You would click on the RX button. And the truth is that, you know, the buttons could function to whatever the person would want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's two medicines and they want to use, you know, the bone for that medicine as well. It really could be used for whatever they would like, but those are the main features. Okay. How did you come up with the design? Are are you an engineer of some kind? You know what, we're not not engineers, but we really thought about it for a long time and, and and we developed it, and we wanted to develop it in a very durable material. You know, dogs are, are rough. It's completely waterproof because oh, our dogs good. go in the water, and uh, that had to be a, a factor initially. So if you have a Labrador that dives head-on straight into a lake or the ocean, you know that it's going to be fine. And Yes, it is, it is, it is. I mean, we have, uh, you know, we have a very dog-friendly office, and we have three dogs running around <laughs> and playing and playing rough and you know, doggy miners inside the other one's mouth, and, and nothing happens to it. I mean, really? Very, yeah, they like to play rough <laughs> in that sense. But wow. uh, we made it very, uh, you know, we worked on it a lot in the design to make sure that, that it, it hangs, you know, on, on the neck the right way on the collar. And, again, the buttons are, are done in a way where they're, they're leveled and they're not sticking out too much and, and so on like that. The backlight is very important at night. And when you know when you need to know and, and you're outside, maybe you need to to get all information about that. So we, we thought about a lot of the a lot of the ideas on, on how this was created. Okay. And is this a fairly large device, or is it something a cat can wear too? It, it could be. You know, it could be worn by a cat. I mean, I'd say that the device is a little bigger than it's between a quarter and a half dollar. Okay. You know, and it's it's, it's you know it's it's again it's not. Too small. I have, for example, I have a 30-pound beagle. Okay. And it fits in perfectly. And my business partner's got a about a 50-pound beagle, and it fits in perfectly too. Okay. And as far as battery battery life goes, how we, often do you have to replace the battery? Battery lasts for two years. Okay. And it's a it's a very simple um, you know replacement three uh, three volt lithium battery. So it's it's basically like a watch battery. Okay. And um, you know we've designed a pretty standard size. That it's a standard use. size. It's one of those little flat batteries. And and being that you know dog and fashion is, is a big it's a big thing out there. We designed you know four colors: the red, <laughs> the black, the blue, and the pink. Because you know. Yeah, but now you have to start figuring out uh, special designs uh, and oh, pictures yeah. and it's things. Already, you know, for the next versions in the future, we have the little rhinestones and uh, maybe uh, ah. smaller, yeah, smaller versions for the teacups and so on like that. That's we have uh, we we have a lot of new designs for the for the near future that that will be in place, which is great and and more safety devices for the future, like lights and blinking lights and so on like that. But Oh, yeah, that's nice. I know that uh, one of my neighbors, when he takes his dogs out for walks at night, he actually has um, bicycle red hazard flashers on his dog's collars so that you could see him and his dogs a mile away. Correct. <laughs> very, very important. These days. So it, it's a, that would be a really nice feature because, especially if you walk your dog at night, it's really important to be visible. Correct, correct. Oh, wonderful. And are these available in stores, or do you have to purchase them online? Right now, the exclusively through our site online, and we're releasing it to the retail world in the second quarter of 2010, so in, in, in a very short period of time, in the next uh, 90 days, 15 to 90 days, they will be in the retail, big retail locations. But right now, through our doggandminder.com website is where you can find them. 
Okay, dog, D-O-G-E, and then Minder. Minder.com, yeah, okay. D-O-G-E-M-I-N-D-E-R.com. We actually have a special right now, uh, two doggy minders for the price of one. So, you know, we, we also worked really hard on the pricing. We wanted to make sure it was affordable to the public, and especially with the economy and the way it is. We, we wanted to make a device that could be meant for everybody. You know, there, there's a lot of word, uh, dogs in, in, in this world, in this country. So, you know, we're, we were meant for that. But we're growing very quickly. We, we already have some distribution across the world and in Europe. So it's, it's, it's starting to come out very quickly. Oh, very happy about really that. Oh, that's good. And... Just having identification on your dog, that's probably one of the most important things you can do because if your dog gets lost, that's its voice, that's its ticket to get Correct. back home. So Correct. What a wonderful product where you can have your identification and you have your little reminders. It's so fun, too. It's, uh, yeah, you know what, it's, it's definitely something, uh, you know, our, our little slogan in, in the house is that this is your dog's new best friend, basically, because it talks for your dog and it speaks for your dog and tells tells you a little bit what he's thinking and what's going on in his life. <laughs> now, maybe sometime in the future it really will tell you what he's thinking. You can have a little <laughs> dog translator thing going that on. Would be, that would be a beautiful thing, and, and we're working on that, too, actually. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. You better give me a call when you've got it all sorted we're, out. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then hopefully we'll do one for people to really tell us what they're thinking. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, one more time. Let's give your website out because I don't want to let you go until everybody hears it. Okay. It's at doggyminder.com, and it's D-O-G-E-M-I-N-D-E-R.com. Okay. And how much do these go for? They're right now, that you know, the retail price is nineteen ninety five. but on our website right now we have a special that you can get two doggy minders for nineteen ninety five. So if you have two dogs or you want to get one for your friend and give it as a gift, um, it's also something that, you know, that we're giving out there and, and promoting, so that's, that's a big thing. Oh, what a deal. Well, thanks so much for spending a little time with us today to chat about this. I really, really appreciate your time. Okay, well, we need to take our final break of the day now, but when we return, it's time for Pet Place News and Events coming right up on Retro 1260. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Have you been a little lax in making sure your pet's dental health is good? Well, after the show today, in fact, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., head on over to 1142 El Camino Real in Tustin for your opportunity to have your pet's teeth cleaned at a greatly reduced price and in the process, help out a worthy cause. $15 from each dental cleaning will go to German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County, and the price is just $95 per pet, regardless of size. Reserve your spot now. The procedure will take about 30 minutes, and if you want to do this, please call 714-633-4821. And don't forget to email us at the Pet Place to let us know what you'd like to hear about on this program. Find all our contact information at www.petplace.org. Remember, we do this show for you, the pet people out there, so drop us a line every now and then. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day.